Our scripture this morning is from the second chapter of the epistle to the Philippians as we continue our study through the book of Philippians. If you would, please stand for the reading of scriptures. We read together Philippians 2, verses 14 to 18. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. That you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. May God add his rich blessing to reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we're thankful for your word. and We pray that by the power of your spirit, you would come and speak to us, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, that we would see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ high and lifted up, that his sheep would hear the voice of their good shepherd and know him and follow him. And We pray that you would be pleased to meet with each of us right where we are as only you can and tell us exactly what we need to hear in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Be seated, please. Are you a shining light? Or, if you don't want your toes stepped on, you can go ahead and leave now. You've been given fair warning. Everyone is going to be offended today because the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, told the Philippians to do something that no one does or rather not to do something that everyone does. Look at verse 14. Do all things without grumbling. Or disputing. That's pretty rough. It's a blanket statement. Do all things. Period. Everything. Without grumbling. Or complaining. Paul says this is how we shine as lights. In a dark world. As children we all learned and. We teach our children to sing, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. I think we need to add a verse that says, No grumbling or complaining. No, I'm going to let it shine. So as we look at this passage, the question is, Am I a shining light in this dark world, are you? Are you shining light? Let's find out. First in this passage, you see 
an old problem. An old problem. Look at verse 14 again. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Now Paul is drawing on uh, something from the past. The books of uh, Exodus and Deuteronomy tell, or Exodus and Numbers tell us on several occasions that the children of Israel grumbled against Moses. Exodus 15, the Lord had just parted the Red Sea and allowed them to pass through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Then the Lord drowned Pharaoh's army in the midst of the sea and the people sang praise to the Lord for delivering them with a mighty arm when there seemed no hope, humanly speaking. And then in the same chapter, only three days later, people were traveling. They got thirsty. They came to water, began to drink the water and found it was bitter and could not be drunk. And the same people who were singing the praises of God three days earlier were grumbling. Grumbling against Moses. And again and again, they grumbled. They, they wanted to go back to Egypt, back to s- slavery. Moses, why did you bring us out here to let us die in the wilderness again and again and again for 40 years? The Lord provided them manna to eat and they began to grumble. They were tired of the same manna every day. They wanted meat. So the Lord sent them quail, or partridge. The Lord said, you want meat, I'll give you meat till it comes out of your nostrils. And the Lord's anger was kindled and many of them perished as they ate the quail. And another time they grumbled. And the Lord sent fiery serpents to bite the people so that they died. And so many more times there was apparently no judgment. It just says they grumbled. God's people. People who have always had their needs supplied. People who have seen Wonders, people who had passed through the midst of the sea on dry ground, people who had experienced the constant protection and provision of the Lord, people who had enough to eat every day, people that we read about later wore the same sandals for 40 years, some of them, and they never wore out. They grumbled. People who were there in Egypt the night the Lord struck down the firstborn of every Egyptian household and let them go free. They grumbled and said, Take us back to Egypt. Things hadn't changed by Paul's day. They have not changed yet, have they? God's people are still grumbling. They were grumbling in Philippi. And when we think about the background with Moses, it appears there was particularly grumbling 
against the leadership. Like the Israelites had grumbled against Moses. The letter of the Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17 says this, Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. Grumbling church members create groaning elders. There at the end, poor old Moses finally blew his top. Struck the rock twice. He was just supposed to speak to it and water would come out, but for the umpteenth time, the people complained. Why did you bring us out here to die? This is an old problem. An old problem. Secondly, in this passage, you see an opportunity to shine. Look at verse 15. That you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. You don't have to cure cancer to shine. You don't have to rescue a baby from a burning building to shine for Jesus. You go through a whole day, one whole day, and not grumble, not dispute. And everyone around you, from the breakfast table, to the water cooler, to the lunchroom, sees that you don't grumble. You don't dispute. I guarantee you, you will stand out. They will see something different about you. You will shine. Our entire system in our day seems to be based on and driven by grumbling. Our society is becoming increasingly entitled. Not grumbling is rooted in thankfulness, in gratitude for what we have. It is hard to be thankful and feel we are entitled to everything. And when we feel we are entitled and do not have what we think we are entitled to, we inevitably begin to grumble. And whatever one may think we are entitled to from family, society, the government, whatever, when it comes to God, He owes us nothing. Nothing but hell. 
when we get to grumbling. We are losing that sense of appreciation and gratitude for the grace and mercy of God in Jesus Christ poured out on people who are entitled to nothing but judgment. But look at verse 16. Just the the beginning of it. He says, holding fast to the word of life. You see, when we develop that attitude, that thankful, appreciative, grateful attitude, not grumbling and complaining, it says we are holding fast the word of life. The gospel, the good news of the free grace of God in Jesus Christ. And as we hold to that message, we will shine. The holy prophet Daniel said in his vision, as it was explained by the, by the angel, He saw the resurrection of the dead, the last day. He said that they that had done good in the resurrection, they that had turned many to righteousness in the resurrection, they will shine like stars. Paul says, if you don't grumble or complain or dispute, you shine now. You see, a soul that is thankful and contented, that is not grumbling, that soul is like a window in a dark world that allows the eternal light of the final resurrection to break in and shine in a dying world. So you see, an old problem You see an opportunity to shine. And thirdly and finally in this passage, you see a strong encouragement. Look at verse 16 again. Holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. You see, Paul says that their faith, the Philippians' faith, is an offering to God, an acceptable offering to God. You see, in verse 17, he says, Paul says that what he has to offer is like a drink offering, a libation poured on the altar after the main offering has been made. Paul has stepped on their toes in Philippi. Now, he says to them, basically, I'm proud of you. It's as if at the end he's saying, in telling you not to grumble, I am not 
grumbling about you. It's easy to fall into that trap. Grumbling about other people grumbling. Paul says, in telling you to quit grumbling, I want to remind you that I am proud to say you are a church that I planted. But you see there is a connection here between offering to God and not grumbling. Whatever we offer to the Lord, we best not grumble about having to give it. Our Savior never grumbled. We grumble all the time. Jesus never grumbled. He did one night ask if it were possible for the cup of suffering to pass from him. Let it be taken away. But in the end, he said, not my will, but thine be done. And he never grumbled about it. Think about Jesus. Jesus, the scripture records, went to the synagogue. We grumble about people in church. We grumble about songs we don't like in church. And I've said in this church we sing a Bible song, we sing a hymn, and we sing the, the modern song in the middle so everyone has one opportunity to grumble at least once before they leave church every Sunday. Jesus went to the synagogue. They sang psalms in the synagogue. The Psalms, Jesus tells us, were about him. There he sat. They were singing about him. They didn't know it. They didn't realize it. Many of them, like many of us, not even trying, many of them, minds wandering all over the place, Jesus knew all that. He never grumbled. In the sanctuary, in the synagogue, one time it records Jesus read from the scroll the prophet Isaiah and said, Today is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. And by the time he got done, they were ready to take him out and kill him. He kept going. And he didn't grumble. They mocked Jesus... They ridiculed him, rejected him, and he never grumbled about him. He died for them, for us. And rather than grumbling, prayed, Father, Forgive them. 
They know not what they do. And so Jesus was able to make himself a perfect offering of perfect obedience to the Father. A perfect sacrifice. Not corrupted or tainted with one single breath of grumbling. Friends, we may be saved because Jesus Christ never once grumbled. That's how we can change. That's how you and I can do all things without grumbling or disputing. No matter our circumstances, no matter what we want to grumble about, Jesus has died for me. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. That is how we know God loves us, has our best interest at heart, and we can quit grumbling and shine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.